You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up, because we're, we're about, about to get gabbing. All right, all right. I came ready to play. Um, after last week, uh, talking about how do we say this? I think Onda? it's I think it's Onda. Okay, Onda. Almost said Onda. It's in cursive, so I was thinking an E for a second. After talking about it last week, um, Sierra gifted me with two of them, which there's only two flavors, grapefruit and lime. These are the sparkling tequila drinks. Um, it's only 5% alcohol, so I should be okay to have this on a Tuesday night, but we will find out. <laughs> um, so I thought I would live taste test here on the podcast and you've tried the lime, right? I've tried the lime. I probably tried it like sometime last week. I want to say like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. I just was like, I'm just going to give it a little taste of roux. And I couldn't finish it. Like not in a bad way, but it just was like, to me, because I'm also not a tequila drinker, it seemed strong to me. So did it like feel strong or just tasted strong? I mean, like I wasn't going crazy or blacking out or anything, but like just the taste seemed very, like very tequila forward, but yeah. I like lime flavored. So like, I liked the taste of it. I just couldn't finish like a whole one. Yeah. I mean, you're, oh, you're oh. careful walking that line because of the past trauma. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to tread lightly because <laughs> let's not okay. walk out on a Thursday afternoon. So Definitely fair. Definitely fair. Um, so, yeah. good though. I would give the flavor like a solid, like eight and a half out of 10. Okay. I'm intrigued because I'm, I'm worried that I won't like this as much as other things, but we will see. All right. So here we go. Wow. Some ASMR. <laughs> so now I will be testing. Um, <laughs> The Onda thing where you click your nails on the top. <laughs> I don't think anyone can hear that. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, I'm going to try it now. What is she thinking? It's good. It's, it's definitely not what I expected. It's better. Like it's better than I expected. I still don't know that it would be my fave over a white claw. I mean, that was only one sip. We got to go for a second. <laughs> She's going back for more. <laughs> I, wasn't sure like, grapefruit. I wasn't sure grapefruit and tequila was like going to go together. So I'm I mean, it does. And I think it might be because it's grapefruit. I'm not a huge grapefruit person. Like I don't eat grapefruits. I don't eat grapefruit flavored things often. And I think maybe grapefruit is like less sweet of a fruit than some others, or maybe this is just made with like less sugar or sweeteners, but it's not as like straight tequila and watery. Like I was afraid of. So that's good, but it's also not, it doesn't give me as like sweet of a vibe as like a white claw or like a, definitely not like a truly like that kind of sweetness. It's definitely not watery because it's not, it's more alcoholic tasting just like sparkling dizzy yeah. sparkling I don't know I'm definitely not meant to be describing drinks it's not my calling <laughs> but <laughs> it's almost like a floral taste 
but that's probably just the grapefruit and the fact that I'm not used to drinking grapefruit flavored things. So I don't know. Um, but it's good. It's not, it's definitely not bad. And what would you rate it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'd say like a seven and a half. Okay. Which it's important to know that I probably would not rate a white claw, like a 10 either. I'd probably rate a white claw, like an eight, eight and a half. I'd say eight to eight. Well, the worst flavors are lower, but like regular flavors around an eight, my favorites, like an eight and a half, maybe. And then I'm putting like wine and ciders on my like nines and tens. Got it. Okay. So not horrible though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely good. And if you're someone that likes sparkling drinks, likes tequila, likes grapefruit, then I would say this is for you. Okay. And I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm going to finish it and we'll see how this goes. We'll see if it helps <laughs> with warming up my vocal cords for later in the podcast. Stay tuned. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just nice <laughs> coating going down, going down smooth. Um, but speaking of this, this lovely gift that you gave me, uh, we spent the weekend hanging, doing gal pal things. Um, just being a couple of goyles, uh, out of town. (laughs) I feel like we had a good weekend. Like I don't ever hang out with you and I'm like, that was horrible. That was the worst weekend ever. Like we always have a good time, but I feel like there were so many things that just didn't go the way that we wanted them to go, but it was still a good time. Yeah. I mean, I had a good time. Um, I, we, we just needed like a mental health trip. So we decided to do a little day trip to Columbus, which is not like the most spicy city ever, but (laughs) it's only an hour and a half from me. And so, um, Sierra came up and we just hung out on Friday night and then, um, Saturday went up there. We went to, um, what was it called? North market, the marketplace we went to. Yeah. The North market. Yeah. And they had like a bunch of like food vendors and stuff. It reminded me like a smaller version of the food market that's in like Seattle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And like Louisville now is like trying to also have something like that. So we have the Logan street market now, which I've not been to yet, but it's like, supposed to have that same kind of vibe um, yeah just like an indoor like market with all kinds of food and like local unique like vendors yeah so we did that we got some big pretzies some pretzels um <laughs> and uh we got like you got a ginger beer and I got a peach wine um, from there. And those were pretty good. So I just got a little snicky snack. And then we went to, um, a vintage shop. What was the name of it? Um, of course I was just talking about this earlier and now I can't think of it. Is it called flower child? Flower child. Yeah. So we went there. I found on TikTok, by the way. Yeah, we found most of this on TikTok. It is our new travel guide. We were just doing a little TikTok tour of Columbus. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, like we wanted to do things that were low key and like somewhat COVID friendly. So obviously at all these places, we had our mask on um, and we were able to just kind of like keep to ourselves and not have to interact with other people. So went to 
there. Um, we didn't end up getting anything. Went to Easton Town Center, got lost for about a half an hour trying to find <laughs> where Zara was. And it's in the center of this like massive shopping megaplex. And you can't drive down the street that it's on. So it's hard to know that it's there. We're trying to figure out where to park. It's a whole, whole thing. It's basically like a whole like outdoor mall attached to an indoor mall. Yeah. But the size of like a large neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, huge, bigger than <laughs> I've seen like, before. Yeah. Like massive. So there were definitely, there was like a whole ass roundabout in this shopping center. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So we just drove around for far too long trying to find freaking Zara and then we found it, but, and then all these stores had like lines outside the door. So that was another just part of our journey, which it was like a pretty nice day. So it wasn't like the end of the world, but yeah. Not the most just like in and out shopping trip. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. We waited outside. We got us some cute little, little tops and then we went to dinner. Um, and of course we just like pull up to this place that we found on TikTok. looks really nice. And we're like, right too. And they were like, do you have reservations? I'm like, no. And it's cold outside. They were like, can you sit outside? And I was like, um, can we sit inside? but what about inside (laughs) and they they came back and of course everyone has mask on there's music playing I can't really hear and all I hear the lady say is an hour and a half how does that sound and Sierra immediately goes yeah and I was I look at her like what did you just agree to I'm not trying to wait an hour and a half to eat food meanwhile I'm looking at you like that sounds great. Right. And you're looking at me like, I thought you were being a spoiled brat for like two seconds. I was like, uh, you, you the audacity, the audacity. everyone's staring at me. Like I'm about to throw down in this restaurant right now. Everyone's staring at me. Like, is that not okay? And I, I mean, I hadn't said anything mean or rude. I was just kind of like, I had this confused look on my face, like an hour and a half. Not that that would have been so bad, but like there were many other restaurants we could have gone to and got seated much quicker. So if the wait was really an hour and a half, it just would have been smarter to like go somewhere else. But Sierra, I like turned to Sierra as if she's my interpreter. And she was like, they're saying that there's a reservation at seven o'clock, but if we get seated now, we'll have an hour and a half to eat. Is that enough time for us? Like, you just know that you have to get up by seven o'clock, but you have a whole hour and a half to eat dinner. And I'm looking like, no, like that, the look on my face is acting like that's unacceptable. And so then after Sierra interpreted for me, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Um, and then we got You're squeezing us in and finding us a table. So last minute. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, every table in there was taken and I'm pretty sure everyone else had reservations and we just waltzed in like this was a stop on the map. Yeah. They were very nice and accommodating, but (laughs) for a second there, I was like, oh, oh Lord. Mackenzie's like, no, this will not do. And I'm like, oh, I was about to have a Karen moment, which I would not, I would never like, I will ask for what I want. Like I'm not sitting outside, but I'm not the person to like ever complain about stuff like that. No, I just, like, I didn't think oh, you were that's fine. Like, I didn't think you were actually going to throw a fit, but I could just tell that I don't think you knew what was going on. So I was like, maybe <laughs> I should just 
explain it again. Maybe she just didn't hear what, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> this was at High Bank Distillery, by the way. So very good. Um, good food, good drinks, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I recommend all the people in there were also 10 out of 10 good looking as well. So yeah, after we left, I was like, okay, were you looking at everyone in there? Why was everyone attractive? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like the people that worked there, the people that were eating there, just all the people. So, I mean, it was a place for us, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, that's why they saved a seat for us. (laughs) That's why they let us in. Um, (laughs) And then we were supposed to go get dessert. We were going to go to the shake place and we drive over to it. And mind you, we just ate dinner and there it's like getting cold and it's now dark outside and it's this tiny little shop. And there is like a line wrapped around the building to get but it's inside not late, though. It's only like seven o'clock. Cause that's when we had to get out of there. Yeah. And we're thinking like, Oh, seven o'clock. That's not that late. Like it'll be fine. No, it is. The line is down the street for some milkshakes. And we both just looked at each other and we were like, no, no, <laughs> we were just not in the mood to stand outside in the cold. And then like, w- would you even have a seat once you got the milkshake? all of that. And so I we think they're definitely not milkshakes that you could take to go like this. Yeah. Is they're massive situation. So we looked around for desserts, like another place for like 10 minutes or so. And then I was like, listen, we weren't finding anything that we wanted. And I was like, there's a cheesecake factory right next to my house because we were driving home in the same day. I was like, let's just drive home, give dinner a little time to digest And then we can have, get cheesecake to go from the cheesecake factory and then come home and eat it. And that is what we did. And then got on hinge and took a small trip. (laughs) Took a small trip, just a little hop, skip and a jump, uh, over the pond. No big deal. So I was telling Sierra about, I thought I talked about this on the podcast, but maybe didn't I? Didn't I talk about going to Ireland on the podcast? I don't remember this, but also I've never done this before. So feel free to share. I was like, you should just like, I, I don't know how we were talking about Hinge or whatever. I was like, just check out the guys in Ireland or like, you know, London, anywhere in Europe. And she was like, well, how do I do that? And I was like, you can just change your location on Hinge, at least not on other ones, but on Hinge, you just pick what neighborhood you're in and then you're there with with all of the people that live in that area and I tried it on I tried it in Ireland once and it went pretty well I got a decent amount of matches and I talked to a few lads and um converted a few to like Instagram followers yeah. And like nothing serious out of any of those, but we're friends. We still follow each other and just like a good, a good, a good chat, um, with them. And so <laughs> I was like, just try it out. So Sierra took a trip to Ireland on her hinge and I decided I would check out London and all I have to say, and I feel like maybe you can speak differently on Ireland, but London they don't make them like that over here. They, <laughs> they do not. It is insane. The differences between U S men on dating apps and 
these British boys. It is night and day. Breed. Yeah. And it's not like a weird, like, I don't have like a British, it's going to seem this way after talking about Harry. And then we're going to talk about another Harry later this episode, but (laughs) this is not a British fetish. This is just like these men, they know the angles, they know the lighting, they dress like they've been out in public before they they have like a picture of them skydiving and then they're with the queen and then they're helping small children and then they're cooking in the next Vegeta in Africa (laughs) and then they're on a safari it's like and then you've got Brad from down the street and he's got like four pictures in a frat house wearing the same shorts holding a fish and it's just really hard to compare those two so it is the rose category the rose category is insane (laughs) every time I I was just like looking at it and I would I would be in the other room and I'd be like Sierra this is absurd this is ridiculous this can't be real this cannot be true (laughs) I mean these those people are like above and beyond above and beyond and I'm I I'm like why are you even on a dating app this should not even be allowed I was like if this man walked anywhere in the world and asked like any woman anyone to date him to be his friend to hold his hand to like his face anything it would happen it would happen like that I'm like what are you doing on here you are lost um you are lost I don't think you meant to click on this this is an accident (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And not just like one, like all of them, all the ones in the rose category. The entire category. And I mean, and that's like a 15 out of 10 in the rose category. We're still talking nines and tens in the regular pool. So I just, if you haven't taken a trip overseas um, and you're a, a single lady on a hinge, I would just 10 out of 10 recommend. I can't guarantee it's going to go anywhere. Um, no one has really taken our bait quite yet. Like I yeah. said, I made, I made some, made some friends with some lads in Ireland. Um, so I'm not saying like it's hopeless. It, it's tougher. It's tougher, but it is worth the looksies. And then it is. Yeah. I will say it's worth a look. I don't take my sweatshirt off. I'm just getting hot thinking about it. <laughs> She's getting hot and bothered just talking about this conversation. It's the tequila. It's really warming you up. <laughs> so the tequila, it's the European men. It's everything. I was gonna say, uh, but TikTok will have you believing that you will find your man overseas on hinge because I've seen a few TikToks of girls who are like, Oh, I'm just gonna like go swipe in you know, Paris. And then I'm waiting they, for that to happen. And then they swipe on somebody and then they talk and then they chat for like months. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to Paris. And then they like meet in real life. And it's like, it's a whole thing. So TikTok will have you thinking that like, that's going to be your life. But, um, but we've only spent two nights in Europe. We can't give up yet. I'm like ready to be like Lizzie McGuire and find find a man in Italy or something if just for the romanticism of it all after this whole pandemic just do it just again give it a looksies um so that was our weekend we did brunch on Sunday and just hung out 
Um, and it was good. It was gone. Um, it was a nice little mental break. Yeah. It was one of those weekends where I'm like, I'm just happy to be doing anything. That's not what I normally do on the weekends. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm happy to be here doing, <laughs> doing things. Exactly. So then after that, after our final little trip, we got to be blessed with the Grammys. The Grammys. Yeah. Um, which can we just also just mention, I know everyone's living the same thing right now with the whole like time change that occurred, but I was all out of whack all day on Sunday, as I'm sure most people were. And then the Grammys have the audacity to come on at eight o'clock and then go over their time limit. And it's almost midnight. Yeah. I'm like going to bed and then I'm like, I have to go to work the next day. Yeah. Which and was an hour earlier than I normally do. <laughs> Which the funny part of it was when we woke up in the morning on Sunday, I told Sierra what time it was. And she was like, no, the time change hasn't happened yet. And I was like, what? And I didn't trust myself. I was like, oh, okay. I'm off. I was like, I just thought it happened because my phone says this time, but my, like, I have like an actual alarm clock that obviously doesn't update itself that said another time. And you just kind of like looked at both clocks and you were like, mm, okay, maybe. <laughs> and so we had to Google <laughs> if the time change had happened and it did. And you were like, I'm sorry. I definitely just tried to gaslight you on what time it was. Yeah. I was like, I'm really sorry that I was just like, no, you're wrong. Um, and I, I fully accepted it because I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I just woke up. I was like, um, okay. Um, yeah, I thought I knew better, but I was wrong. You, you were right. And that you thought it happened on Sunday, but you were thrown off by the fact that it happens at 3am. So 3am on Sunday is like the morning, not the night, which can be confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, it happened Sunday. And you're like, right. Which would be today. And I was like, no, it's going to happen Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, that would be Monday, but it's all good. We're on the right time now, but yeah, the Grammys did not help. Um, and what also didn't help is having a three hour <laughs> bachelor finale the next day. So, and probably, um, recording the podcast and drinking tequila the following night. Like, mm, I, I think this week might be a wash for me at this point, but back to the Grammys. Um, I, I say this with all the love in my heart and all the admiration in my heart. I don't know how you felt, but after watching after everything opening, I mean, we had no idea how they were going to do everything for the Grammys and like kudos to them for actually, you know, actually trying to do everything. But we open with Harry and based on just like what they showed in like the first, like little bit of like that like room where it was like circular and you could see like all four or five artists that they had like lined up to perform first it very much looked like the whole show was going to be we're going to put five people in this room and we're going to go around one two three four five because like I mean Billie Eilish had like the car thing but there wasn't like no one really had like props or like a whole shebang. So I was like, okay, that just must be like the rule. You got to fit whatever you're going to bring into this like small little space. And we're just keeping it low key. Like you got to make it work with you. And so I was kind of underwhelmed 
with Harry's performance, not like his talent, not his looks, none of that. Always impressive. But I just was like, oh, okay. Like I, I assumed everything was because of COVID and whatever, but then the show keeps going and it's like, level up, level up, level up with the props. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like in the past, like at a normal Grammys, usually the opening is like a, it's a whole shebang. And maybe, maybe it just didn't work out like timing wise with his schedule, with like filming this movie and that, that whole thing. But I just thought it was weird. I feel like they, not even just him, but the other five, they set like a tone at the start of it of like, this is what it's going to be. And then it took off. Like, I wonder if some viewers tuned out thinking, oh, this is just going to be people standing in front of a mic singing. I don't know, because I have a totally different view and I actually really loved it. I'm like, if the Grammys were this way every single year, I'd be fine. Like it does not need to be in some giant theater with a whole bunch of people in the audience. Like just have the people that are nominated in the audience and that's it. Like, that's fine by me. And like the ones, the performers who had like the big major entire backdrops and scenes and whatever, like that was still great, but I kind of like the stripped down performances. I did think it was weird that they were all on the same stage at the same time, just kind of like jamming and listen to each other. Like on yeah, the side. I said it, it felt like, like a talent show, like, okay, you next. Like, yeah, it was very like, it, it felt like I was at like a music camp and it was like, this is the end of the summer camp, like <laughs> camp rock. And it's like the show. Yeah. yeah it's the, it's the end of the <laughs> end of the camp show where like your parents come and you're like, this is what we did all summer. Yeah. Like, we're going to go. And then next is this person. And the next is, yeah, it was just kind of like that. But I mean, not to take away from the performances themselves though. Like, like you said, they were all still good. Yeah. I didn't think anyone was bad. I don't know that it has anything to do with like COVID or anything like that as to why they were so small. I think just those happen to be the smallest performances and maybe they just were like, well, let's start with them. Yeah. Maybe it was just a logistics thing. Maybe there was no rhyme or reason. And maybe they were like, well, let's just like build from here. Like, because I don't know, maybe just like (laughs) from a, explain the questions of the world. I'm thinking of the people who have to like tear down those sets and stuff. And I'm like, maybe they were just like, let's just start with all the small, small gigs first. And then we'll go set after set after set after put a giant forest on stage and then put a giant bed and on stage it's like let's just start with the low-key stuff that way they just scooch their stuff out of the way (laughs) yeah I don't know I just thought the opening one would be bigger and again it's no hate on Harry it was amazing it was wonderful on his behalf but you know me my my personality is just more is more and also I just was thinking of it from like a performer standpoint. Like I know we know just from being dancers growing up, like it's much harder to like bring the energy when it's like you and a cameraman versus like tons of people. And so I feel like that was probably a little bit more challenging on the artist side of things, but all, all of the first five people did great. I loved his boas. I loved his leather outfit. I loved that you could see the butterfly tattoo, the little dance moves in between. It was 
The dance moves were my fave. That was like when it got, I was like, hopefully he's not just going to stand there the whole time. But then we got a little dance dance and (laughs) that was good. I loved the outfit. This is a weird critique and it's not really a critique. I just thought the boas looked. (laughs) Okay. I'm not trying to call like cheap. Like I I love you're going to say cheap. I love the boa moment. I just feel like how much was that boa? There are nicer boas out there. Harry Styles deserves the best boa. Whoever bought that for him needs to get a fluffier one. Okay, but watch that be some like a Gucci boa. Exactly. It like, probably is. You're like, that is trash. Absolute garbage. It just looked like matted on certain ends. It reminded me of like something that sits at the bottom of like your costume bucket and it's like been in there for like 10 years. <laughs> You know what I mean? I loved the, I loved the concept. I loved the leather suit and I liked the green bow with it. I just wish they would have picked out a fluffier one for him. That's all. I just want a little more fluff. I got it. I got it. It wasn't bringing the drama for you, but yeah. Like I just want more. I'm not like, if you're going to do it, go there. <laughs> go there. Don't Again. be the matted one. Again, more is more. Mackenzie's like, it needs to be over the top. And that was not it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's on his stylist. Um, so yeah, that's how we open the show. And then the first award of the night was um, Meg the Stallion won Best New Artist. And I know we already talked last week about me just randomly crying or getting emotional over weird things. And that was one of them because I'm not, I, I mean, I think Meg the Stallion is great, like her songs, but like, I wouldn't personally identify myself as like a huge, you know, like I'm not part of a fan club or anything. But when she won and then she started crying, I was ready to cry. I was like about to cry. And I texted you and I was like, why am I about to cry right now? Yeah, no, I was kind of emotional. I mean, I didn't shed any actual tears, but I definitely was like, I could feel it coming. You know, when you can like kind of feel it in your nose, like the tingly feeling when you're like getting emotional, I I definitely was feeling it because it was like a, such a sweet moment. I was like, oh, good for her. I know. I think she was, it was just like a very genuine moment. Like she was genuinely surprised that she got it and like clearly so thankful and grateful for it. And like just the fact that she's a new artist and has been working for so long and all that stuff, you just yeah. you feel it for them. So especially after the year she's had and like all her songs basically being viral, like one after another, after another, it's like, yeah, she has to win. She has yeah. to. Yeah. So then we go from that to the baby's performance. Which this might be a hot take, but I think his performance was my favorite. So it was my favorite up until that point because I was like, okay, we're just doing like band camp performances. And then the baby comes out and is like, no, we're not. (laughs) And does this whole thing. And I really enjoyed his creativity on it. Like it wasn't a it wasn't what you would expect. And so that's what I really enjoyed about it. And the old ladies, of course. I know. I'm like the old lady choir was amazing. The girl who looked like a Barbie doll that was like playing the violin Mm -hmm. in the white dress was amazing. And I actually didn't know this. And I don't know if this is credible or not, because I didn't read this personally, but I was talking to my mom about the Grammys and she was, I was telling her, I was like, I think my favorite performance was baby. And she was like, is that the one with the um, girl playing the violin? And I was like, yes. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I think that girl 
yeah like arranged that version of his song and it got viral on tiktok and then uh, he reached out to her and was like, I want awesome. you to perform this with me and we're going to do your version of the song. And I was wow. like, that's cool. So I didn't know that. Again, hopefully my mom didn't just completely make, <laughs> make that, that up. I mean, it sounds like a cool story. If not, It sounds like a cool story. So I hope that's true because if so, then I like it even more. Yeah, definitely. But that that's what gave me hope for the night. I was like, okay, we, we can do things a little bigger around here. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, I thought it was really good, but then, but then, but then we get to Dua Lipa with her entire pink fantasy. I mean, every outfit there were like, I don't know, three or four during the course of that performance. And I mean, also her dress that she just wore like to the oh, show the butterfly. Yeah. All of it was like a dream. Like she's just stunning. Beautiful. She had like an entire like five minute dance number as well in the middle of it. I mean, just watching, I was like, this outfit is amazing. Your face is perfect. Your hair is so silky. Your <laughs> body is amazing. Like everything. I was just like in pure awe and appreciation of her existence. And then she's just like busting out a dance routine the whole time. And that's all I could think about was like, how many dance rehearsals did she have to go through to remember all of these moves and be perfectly in sync, look this good, and then sing at the same time? Just 10 out of 10. Do it. I mean, wow. I girl crush moment. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Um, which she took my place for best performance after that had happened okay I I think she really went there and I mean yeah we're doing superlatives like that was show-stopping for sure no show-stopping but I would say DeBaby's was like most creative yeah definitely most creative I think in terms of performance she probably like showmanship costumes the dance she had it all yeah 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 so that was very nice very nice um uh and then we get to the one and only our queen taylor swift and you called it at the beginning you said she's gonna bring a whole ass forest out like just watch yeah you texted me it right at the beginning and you were like um i just don't foresee this working on the sidelines like this is not (laughs) work like what are they gonna do when it's taylor's turn and i'm like yeah oh trust me taylor is gonna be up there by herself she's gonna have the entire room and it's gonna be a whole forest yeah because i saw harry's and i was like this isn't gonna work for her i mean this is great for him but taylor's not gonna do a little hip shaky shake and then call (laughs) it a day i'm like your tour manager inside of you was like no 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 this will not do (laughs) yeah i'm like she's got other plans um and she did she came out with this whole mossy attic house cabin house yeah yeah and um wow just starry night vibes yeah 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 um it was Uh, great the mashup was just Mm -hmm. what we all needed exactly so taylor did amazing i love it i love it i have zero critiques of it but i feel (laughs) like if i had to judge best performance Mm -hmm. 
knowing nothing else. Like I know the whole background of folklore and evermore and you know, I know all of that, but I don't even know that for Dua Lipa and her fan base and the reasons behind her songs. So if I was just judging based off performance, I'd probably go Dua Lipa, but they're also two very different ones. So it's kind of hard to compare because it's like folksy vibe with like pop in your face dance vibe. Mm -hmm. So two very different, but it was, it was good. It was everything I needed except for a Taylor Swift, Harry Styles duet. I mean, that's what we were all were hoping for and we didn't get it, but we, we really hoped we had the audacity of hope. (laughs) I mean, I said my prayers that night, but, or the night before and it didn't work, but it's okay. (laughs) One day soon. I want to, before we keep going, I want to also mention, I think it was sometime before Taylor Swift, but Bruno Mars and Anderson Paak did uh their little I guess they formed like a new group called yeah. Sonic and they've got their little keep the door open whatever song that they sang and it's very retro feeling and I'm just I'm really about it I've always liked Bruno Mars and I really like Anderson Pac also so I was really feeling that I I used to be a really big, not like used to be like, I don't like him now, but I, I have seen Bruno Mars live and he is a very good performer, but me too. Again, more is more. I need the pop vibes. I need to dance. I need a boa. I need (laughs) sparkles, Um, but yeah, it was really good. So, um, I guess the next thing worth noting on my list from the Grammys was Queen B taking the cake for the most Grammys ever. She actually tied for most Grammys ever with her first award of the night, um, which she won with Meg Thee Stallion. And that's where the uh, famous quote from Meg Thee Stallion came. <laughs> my mom would always tell me, what would Beyonce do? And I said, what would Beyonce do, but make it a little ratchet? Yeah. And I didn't make it a little ratchet. But if that's not a quote to live by, what is? <laughs> I know. I, I remember I texted it to you right after she said it. I was like, this is going to be a thing. This has to be a thing. What would Beyonce <laughs> do, but make it a little more ratchet? It's going to be one of those things where it's like, you see those memes. It's like, it's never, how are you? <laughs> or whatever I mean you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah never like wyd like what you doing or whatever yeah. and then you could just be like but do the whole acronym for the whole saying yeah yeah not making sense but it yeah, I think you're, I think what you're trying to say is it's always like what would Beyonce do and never what would Beyonce do but make it a little bit more match it Yes, thank you. For you had it kind of reversed, but I did. I did. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I can picture it, but it's not coming out correctly. Yeah. So, um, all hail the queen bee, and then she, then later in the show, um, took took the crown for uh, most Grammys ever. I thought it was funny that Jay Z seemed unsure if he should like go up with her <laughs> during her final well, win. I know. Well, it kind of looks like he was trying to escort her up there and then was like, should I keep going or not? No, I'm going to sit back down. I'm going to let her out. I, <laughs> I like how she just didn't even give him direct. She's like, boy, 
like she was just having her own moment. You know what I mean? She wasn't like, okay, come on. Or like, no, you should sit back. Like she, she didn't even look at him. She was just, she didn't even look back. Yeah. No, she just kept going. Um, yeah, she, she is the queen and definitely well-deserved. And then, and then the other queen, all of our queens in one place, Taylor <laughs> Swift took home Grammy album of the year with folklore. folklore. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was wonderful. She thanked Joe and her speech, which was really cute. You could hear like this, like seven people in the audience go, oh, <laughs> like the moment she was like, um, and thank you to Joe, who I play all my songs to for yeah. the first time. And it was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was super cute. And um, then, of course, uh, Billie Eilish took home record of the year with everything I wanted is not the name of it yeah yeah um, and, and she just- she was so cute in her little speech that she didn't even prepare she was just like um this is really embarrassing for me because I definitely didn't think I was gonna win and um we should all just give it up for Megan Thee Stallion because she deserves it and she's beautiful and everyone was <laughs> just like um okay it was like literally the opposite of a Kanye moment yeah and that is what happens when you put women on the microphone and not Kanye (laughs) just hyping other people up so that was really sweet and overall I thought it was a really good Grammys especially given how the Golden Globes went just because so much of that was over Zoom and granted they don't have as many performances obviously because it's not music based but still this just gave me gave me some hope it gave me some juice Got to see all my queens. And then also, I'm sure you have seen the clips and pictures of um, Taylor and Harry chatting afterwards. So it's just great to know things are good in the hood. And (laughs) they were able to have a little little chat and be laughing and smiling. And that's all I need. Uh, Yeah, so many of my faves were there. And I'm just so like live music deprived that I was like... I'm gonna stay up all night. I don't care. Yeah. I don't even care. John Mayer. Yeah. Uh, uh, just all the people. All the there people. are so many, so many. Um, so that was that was nice. We we definitely needed all of those things this weekend. And then we had the bachelor finale last night. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Again. The Bachelor finale is being set up um, for, or the Bachelor episodes keep getting set up for failure with me because after the Oprah, Harry, Megan interview on Sunday and then to the Bachelor and then from the Grammys to the Bachelor, I was just a little bit more excited about the the other, uh, my Sunday viewing than I was my Monday night viewing. But I think to, to some extent, we kind of knew what to expect. Like, yeah, we pretty much knew exactly what was going to happen. I want to give props before we get into it to Emmanuel Acho because I do think he did a pretty good job considering for the most part, like he has never been a part of Bachelor Nation before. Like he's brand new on the scene, at least for Bachelor Nation. Like he's not brand new to interviewing, but just like brand new in this space. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I thought he did really well. I thought he was a very good choice for um, 
Chris Harrison's replacement. And um, yeah, but as far as the episode, like you said, we pretty much knew he was going to pick Rachel and we pretty much knew that they weren't together anymore. So none of that was a shock. We just didn't really know exactly how or when Michelle would go home or like how, I guess, how the breakup went down. Yeah. Or how his parents, his mom reacted to meeting the girls and surprisingly, both of those went well. Um, the only weird part with his family, I don't know if you noticed this. I know people online have been commentating on it when they were sitting, he was sitting with his mom afterwards and he started rubbing her thigh. I didn't notice. No. (laughs) Well, look at that. Again, I keep on, I keep on kind of zoning in and out of these episodes recently. So yeah, well, I noticed this part. He's like sitting down with her and they're on a couch and he has his hand on like her knee, which like that, not, that's not weird. Like initially, but like uh, rarely have I ever sat with either of my parents with my hand, like on their lap. And if I ever did, it would maybe be like if someone had died and I would just place it there. <laughs> this is a really weird conversation. But I mean, just think about it. Put yourself in the shoes. So he has his hand on her knee. And then at one point, she's like in the middle of talking or something. They're just having a moment. And he starts to rub her thigh. He goes from her knee up her thigh and back down like a few strokes up and down the thigh. And then, and then it stops and then they like hug a minute later or whatever, but it just feels odd. And like, if you're picturing your mom doing this, I feel like it's different because like one, I've never rubbed my mom's thigh, but (laughs) (laughs) that maybe feels a little bit more normal versus my dad. Like, I feel like the gender difference of like, okay, but now picture doing that to your dad. No. Does that not seem inappropriate and just weird? (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, it is. But also I'm like, I don't think Matt's a creep. I don't think he's like, no, I mean, creepy. I'm not trying to like accuse him of anything. I'm just saying we already know this man is strange in the way he, he shows his affection, kissing with his eyes open. He likes to rub his mom's thighs. So I was just like, it was just a moment where I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Hold wow. on. Pause the TV. <laughs> That didn't feel right. <laughs> I definitely did not catch any of that. It's a see something, say something moment. And I just needed to say something. You're like, this just ain't sitting right with me. And other people on the internet noticed. So, cause I was like, am I weird? Does everyone rub their pants thighs? <laughs> You're like, am I making this weird? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, am I making it weird? Cause I've only others ever seen people like put their hands on other people's thighs and especially rub people's thighs. If it was a romantic connection, but I'm like, maybe everyone does that. Maybe my family is just weird, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Um, so yeah, Matt's mom loved both of the girls and all of that went really well, but then she said something to him at the end, basically saying that love fades and just like, be careful, make your choices like wisely, because basically it takes work. It's not going to be easy and love will fade. And just like Matt, which like I get, was kind of like a damper on the situation, but like, I don't feel like that's a, like an unknown fact. Like, no, but it's also just not what you want to hear. Like, 
No, it's not what you want to hear. No, I get that that's her experience. Like, yeah, she's a little jaded from her love experience. But also, like, if your son is trying to find the love of his life, you don't just want to be like, well, choose wisely because it's going to just fade anyway. Like, what? No, that is not in the slightest. It's like, yeah, I guess she's trying to be honest. And like, I think she was trying to just communicate, like, know that no matter who you pick, you're eventually no matter what, going to have to work at it. It's going to be effort. It's not going to be a fairy tale start to finish. I mean, yeah, but that sounds so much better. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just worded incorrectly, but he really took it as a dagger um, and uh, was just kind of triggered by that, by his experience with his parents and his father and all of that. And then just really started second guessing everything. And I understand that, but it also seemed like he was having this moment of like, oh my God, he said at one point, like, I just realized, I just started to think about the fact that I'm going to, I'm supposed to be engaged to someone. And people are like, you just started thinking about that. Like that never occurred to you until now. Like we are a day away. What are you talking about? Um, and so we just very much got the sense, or I got the sense from this episode of like, he's really not ready. And like, I think it's been kind of evidenced by like him just kind of like talking about his lack of experience in relationships and being in love, which I don't think is necessarily a precursor to being able to be in a relationship. I'm not saying you have to be in love with like eight people or whatever, but that I think coupled with some of this stuff with his parents that he's still trying to work through. And third, the fact that he wasn't like he didn't go on the bachelorette and then have time to work through that and then get selected as the bachelor. Like he was literally just thrust into the bachelor as the newbie. And I don't know if he fully like had time to process what he was getting into and the commitment there. So, yeah, I think also, I think you touched on this, but to me, when I was watching it, it was, it was just very clear to me that he once he talked to his mom, like there were just a lot of things that he's never dealt with, like personally in regards to how he feels about love and marriage and all that. It's like, okay, these are things that it just kind of seems like he's just now grappling with and he's never thought about this before. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to definitely, like you said, need more time because Mm -hmm. this does not seem like a man who's ready to decide tomorrow. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was giving me those same impressions as well. Yeah. So long story short, um, it was a bad time anyway. <laughs> for Michelle and for Rachel, but yeah, uh, um, Michelle goes on her day. It's great. It's amazing. They're hanging out on the couch at the end. She gives them the jerseys with their names on it. And then he's like, oh yeah. So I couldn't sleep last night. I've really been thinking and I can't see it with you out of the blue it was so out of the blue and she was totally blindsided I felt so bad for her like I understand where he's coming from but also felt so bad for her and then he's outside crying to Chris Harrison talking about all of these these feelings emotions whatever he's not sure what he wants to do he completely cancels the date with Rachel And so she doesn't even get that. And then he's like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Meets with Neil Lane and just shows up to the proposal and tells Chris, like, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do. I'll figure it out when she walks down. 
So just yes. very indecisive, chaotic energy going on. Rachel's all distraught. Yeah. Rachel comes down. She's like, I'm still in it regardless of how you feel. And then he says he does still want to be with her, but he's just not ready to get engaged and make that commitment. And okay. Fairy tale, but we know it's not, we know it's not. So then we cut to the, after the final rose, which one huge important point to just note that, um, Brie was there and was filmed and was cut out. I know. I heard that. We just cut that, which I, I understand because they had so much to address with Michelle, with the racial stuff with Rachel and then Rachel and Matt and where they are now. And then the bachelorette, like it was a lot to get in. And I, I understand how Brie was kind of the easiest thing to cut, but I did feel bad for her. Yeah. And then we get, we get the normal interview with the runner up with Michelle and just her kind of explaining how she was so blindsided and, Um, The best part of the whole thing was the end when she gave him a little bit of a burn, but in a tasteful, funny way. Yeah. She like completely, (laughs) man. Yeah. She was just going for it. Actually. It was quite funny. He was like, any final words you have for Matt? And she was like, yeah, um, I hope you learn to uh, kiss with your eyes closed and like, find a better response other than like thank you so much for sharing uh, like she definitely practiced this this was premeditated like she was ready roasting yeah but the best part was that like matt took it so well and he was just like cracking up and thought it was really funny and didn't yeah, like, he did his like weird about politician it. laugh that he does and i was just like oh my god <laughs> yeah so that was fantastic then we dive into the whole rachel situation Um, and I honestly thought that she did like a good job with like, as far as her apology and her explanation of things, she was definitely composed. Yeah. She, she didn't make it about her and she, um, like didn't make any excuses and just kind of owned it and was like, yeah, this was ignorant. And I, I like, I see how it's problematic, but I also like that she was very honest. And when he was like, So were you like lying awake at night, like thinking what's going to happen when these pictures come out kind of thing? And she was like, I didn't think about it one bit, which is yes, problematic. Absolutely. But she was very honest and like, that's, that was the headspace that I was in. I didn't even realize that this was an issue. It wasn't even on my radar. I think that that was dirt that could be dug up. Like she was, she, you know, it didn't even cross her mind that that could have been insensitive. And so like you said, yeah, that's an issue. Um, but it, it, it puts you in her headspace of like, okay, this was very much unintentional and she had mm-hmm. zero idea of the repercussions of her actions. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I will say, I mean, they were only able to really touch on these pictures, which is the most clear evidence. We know there were other things that were circulated online about her bullying girls in high school for dating black guys. But again, that kind of comes from a random source on TikTok. So ABC probably didn't want to add fuel to the fire of like an unlegitimate source if they weren't able to really verify that that happened. And then I know there have been questions and complaints about her parents um, and her friends posting, um, 
you know, make America great again, things online and certain Facebook statuses and stuff like that. But those are also people peripheral to her, you know, like not her. So I think they just wanted to like focus on what they had clear evidence of tied to her. Um, but I thought she did as good as one could do handling that situation. And hopefully she does continue to do the work that she says that she's doing and, um, all of those things. So I believed all of that. The only part that I thought was kind of weird. There were certain points more so when she was talking to Matt at the beginning where she was just like doing this weird pout thing, which she, she did on the show, like on other episodes. And like, she got to a point where she did have like real tears. And I think that was real, but I think sometimes she just like tries to make herself seem sadder than she is. And she's just like, and I can't even do the impersonation, but it was just odd, but maybe that's just how she cried. I don't know, but it was the tension you could cut with a knife once Matt came out. It was just uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it was weird. I mean, I think even like the host at one point was like, all right, if you guys want to have like one last embrace, last final words. I mean, it was just like silence. Nobody moved. That was the most awkward part. Like not even looking her in the face. And I'm like, this is very tense feeling. And it's like, I think he had like, it's like he clearly had feelings for her, but it's almost like he was either conflicted or like just really hurt and really confused and like either angry. It's like, it's like he was so hard to read and it it just came off very strange on camera, but also normally these conversations don't happen with a audience of like a million people in the room. So it was just, I don't know. It was just very like hard to watch. Yeah. It definitely was. I did think like it was so awkward, the embrace thing where they just then didn't say or say anything or look at each other or anything. But I also kind of thought like it's kind of a weird question or prompt to ask or give, given how awkward the last five minutes were. Like, did you really think they were about to embrace right now? Because they (laughs) haven't looked at each other in the eyeballs for the past five minutes. So I was kind of like, I think they were like trying to like set it up to be that. And I'm like, read the room, read the room. It ain't going to happen, which they were probably kind of like living for the awkward tension of them not embracing after inviting them to, because that's just not a normal question. Like I feel like on any other given season, if this was not a racial tension thing and the two people had just broken up, would they say the words to them? Okay. Now you can have your last embrace. I know, but I'm like, okay, that was just the words that he chose to say, but then following him saying that they just didn't do anything and that was the weird part yeah like I don't think the weirdest part was him saying like that was his way of saying let's wrap it up like yeah I mean he might not have even written that question exactly it it was just all around awkward the whole whole thing was awkward awkward. but I will say one of my favorite questions he asked was directed towards Matt and it was kind of like I'm gonna probably butcher the actual wording but along the lines of what do you think about people who say that if you're not willing to work through it then you never really had feelings for her or like you must not really love her if you're willing to like not stick through her and support her through this time and it's like ooh, interesting question um 
And I don't know. I just was like, yeah, maybe it just wasn't right right now. Or I don't know if he's like over that chapter is closed. Like, well, we're never going to revisit this. But he, he basically was just like, I'm just stepping aside and letting her putting the work that she needs to do. It's just not right. I very much got the vibe from him because he said something at one point about explaining to her why it was wrong. And I get the impression that there were maybe some, I mean, obviously we all get the impression that there were some difficult conversations that were had between them, but that there were like, there was tension and her just not getting it for a while. And maybe some like serious fights and arguments over this that led to this. And I think Matt's the type of guy that is going to call out behavior that's like not right and hold people accountable. But he also doesn't strike me as the type, especially if he had feelings for Rachel and they were together, that's then going to come on after the final rose and drag her and be like, well, we fought and this is what she said in this argument. And like, she just can't come back from that because that is just so insensitive or that hurt my feelings. You know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, no, he definitely just dragged too deep. And he, that's why he kind of just like chose silence last night. But it was just an interesting question in general. Like, this is not a topic that I can just help her get over. Like, it's not like we can just work through this and then we'll be fine on the other side. It was it was very much like a, no, this is a thing that she needs to do on her own separate from me. Yeah. 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 And probably because if they did work through it together, again, if they were arguing a lot, he's like, our relationship's going to be ruined. Like I'm going to hate her at the end of this, or she's going to hate me either way. So we just need to be able to do our own growth separately. And that's just the way that it has to be. So wishing them all both the best. Um, and then of course we got our, not one, but two bachelorettes. We've got Katie and Michelle on deck, um, both great choices. We've got Katie first this summer, which I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love the bachelor. I mean, you all know this is what a good chunk of the podcast is about, but I feel like we have been on a bachelor train nonstop for the past back to back to back back. (laughs) almost a year now. And now, I mean, we'll have a little bit of a break before we get into summer. Like, I don't know how early summer, like, is this June? Is this July? But we're, we're coming back with another bachelorette season. And then Michelle will be in the fall. And my biggest question is, does this rule out Bachelor in Paradise? I don't think so. Well, then I really can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I think Bachelor in Paradise is probably still also going to happen, but I just don't know the timeline of everything. It just seems like that would be like, they have to be filming like now it would, you would think, I don't know. Are you Googling right now? I'm searching when, when is bachelor in paradise 2021 premiering season seven date reveal. (laughs) August 2nd, 2021. So I don't know if Michelle will run concurrent to that or if she will start later in the fall. (sighs) 
buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> just take advantage of this rest between now and whenever Katie season starts, because it sounds like we're going to go straight from Katie, then into paradise. And then we're going to go into Michelle and then probably into a bachelor next January. So this ride is not stopping anytime soon. And we'll probably be here for it every step of the way, even if we're whining about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will get through this. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want to introduce our game for today to round out today's episode? Sure. I thought it would be fun just because we just came off our little Grammys uh, weekends um, to have a little sing-along uh, portion. <laughs> um so sorry in advance if you don't want to hear either Mackenzie or I singing um then you can just end the podcast now it's fine I won't blame you um but if you do want to stick around or if you want to play along if you're listening to this at work in the car whatever we're gonna play a little game of song association um you've you know the ones um I'm going to give Mackenzie some words she's going to give me some words and she's going to have about 10 seconds I'm going to have about 10 seconds to come up with we're gonna do 10 seconds or five maybe seven I, I don't know I'm not gonna actually count out loud but I, eventually I'm just gonna be like eh, and wrong you don't have enough time <laughs> okay 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 um there are so no prizes <laughs> there are zero prizes this is just because we feel like it um but you're gonna have to come up with a song so do we um want to go back and forth or like one at a time um, I think we go back and forth and let me just say you all are about to be blessed with my singing voice. Um, don't make fun of Sierra for hers. She's really shy. She's really scared <laughs> about it, but um, I'll, I'll try not to upstage her. I, I'm going to be honest right now. Like I'm not about to give like the best performance <laughs> of my life. I'm probably just going to like have a goofiest little like sounding voice. Like I'm not taking this. You got to take it seriously. I am your manager. And if you're just going to be acting like this, when we go places and people ask you to sing, you're never going to get a record deal. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll um, shine. Okay. It'll just make the contrast between mine and yours <laughs> funnier. I'm actually really nervous because I don't know if I'm going to think quick on my feet or not. I think this will be the funniest. I mean, I'm just honored that someone is going to listen to this in their car and my singing voice is going to come through someone's stereo system. I may not be on the radio, may not be recorded song, but my voice is going to come through <laughs> somewhere in the world. Okay. Do you okay. Want to or am I going to go first? You can go first. Like I will give you a word first, I guess. Okay. Okay. okay so your first word just about for another chance you give a word you have to sing a song i think that's yep. established okay your first word is funk up town funk you up up town funk you up bruno mars yeah okay hold on my ears are ringing and this is not a joke <laughs> at sierra singing it's legitimately ringing right now okay that wasn't like actually me singing either that was literally <laughs> just saying a little jingle but okay we'll we'll pretend like mackenzie's Gotta get her voice prepared. Mm-hmm. Me, 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 okay. me. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Your word is kiss. 
kiss me. <laughs> I don't know any of the words after that. You know the one from the 90s and it's like. No, it, has weird, it has weird words. No, when I was a kid, I was like, down by the bearded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that song. But I, I'm like, kiss me. <laughs> and then just cut. That's the end of the song. Yeah. Um, I know the song, but like, I don't actually know the song. <laughs> and that was a bold choice for the notes and the singing for me to go for as well. But <laughs> I just got scared. I wasn't going to think of anything else and needed to put that up. <laughs> okay. But let's call this a win because normally sometimes you sing things and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, your second word. Okay. Is lick. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head <laughs> to your toes, and I wanna. That is such an inappropriate song, but ew. <laughs> yeah, and I think like, I learned that in like the fifth grade by Ludacris. Um, yeah, so like you, you, you had it down. You had it ready to go. Ooh, okay, uh, so two to one. Back to me. Here we go. Your next word is heart mm. heartbreaker dream taker <laughs> love don't you mess around me <laughs> there we go <laughs> the problem is saying- i know about 30 percent of the words to the songs that i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> it's much more a vibe for me okay when I'm in the car Sierra knows this it's it's a sound effect thing I much more <laughs> go with the sound you have like one-off like sound effects gonna... rather than like singing mm-hmm. whole songs mm-hmm. yeah like and they this don't... weekend this weekend your entire theme was cut the check <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so if check is my next word I'm ready um <laughs> uh sorry I couldn't make it that easy for you okay uh your third word is sun I got a bucket got a bucket full of sunshine does that work even though it's sunshine or sure. here comes the sun. Do, do, do. yeah I thought that's what you would do there we but. go okay okay <laughs> okay your next word is Blue. Mm, I'm blue. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one worked. There's like three words and then just noise. <laughs> that is much more your speed. That sounds like something you actually sing on a regular basis. Exactly. No, no words. I'm like, I've been trying to relate these words to a Taylor Swift song, but I've just have not been able to think that quickly. I know. I'm like, I really thought you were going to be all on the Taylor. I, song, I know blue is in like some of her songs. I'm trying to think of which one blues in. There's like something shades of blue. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I, I don't know if blue is one of the colors that's in red, like the song red. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my my favorite song. The shape of your body. No, that's not. It's not blue. That's new. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, nope. <laughs> it just rhymes. It's all the same in your head. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, whatever. All right, your fourth word is whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got it. 
She wants to kiss me. Whoa, she'll never leave me. Whoa. Okay, that's pretty good. I I was thinking Ali and AJ. Oh. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, I love Ali and AJ. I couldn't think of one, but that was I mean, I did think of one, but yeah. I don't really know the words. Okay. Is that is that the Helen Keller song I just sang? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. I think you're going to get this one. Here we go. Your fourth word is air. Uh, no air, air. <laughs> Am I supposed to breathe with no air? <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I like Jordan Sparks. Okay. I really <laughs> thought you were going to. Like all the songs I'm singing are not songs I listen to regularly. <laughs> like No Air by Jordan Sparks, this Kiss Me song from the 90s. <laughs> Like, I don't know where these are coming from out of my They're memory. They're coming from the deep recesses of your mind. It's hard okay, to think but... of a song where the, like, the the word is in, like, the, like, not in the chorus. In, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's the main part of the song, that's what you think of. That's why I thought of Nowhere. See, I was giving you an opportunity to sing August. Mm. But see, that's the beginning of the song. You know, you're not thinking about that part. That part's irrelevant. Okay. Okay. Like you would have to give me the word August or like peace or <laughs> that's really so have to obvious. That is so softball obvious. to me. <laughs> story. I could do love story. Okay. You know, next time. Next time. Okay. Okay. All right. Your last word is fast. Um. And- Oh, dang it I don't know I can't think of a song that's this fast I had one this morning because like when I wrote all of them when I picked out my words I wanted to make sure that I could even think of a song with it in it and I, I mean it's definitely in a song I, I thought I can think of songs that say slow but I can't think of a song that says fast I'll think of it when I'm like lying in bed at night but life is a highway <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm struggling with the fast now but i know i had something this morning it's okay 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 yours is it's for the win now i feel like i should give you a harder word because i got it no (laughs) too bad i can't help that i'm an elite singer (sighs) dress in my best dress, fearless, and <laughs> I don't know how it gets better than this. Yeah, okay, I don't want to. I don't want to do too much to the people's ears. <laughs> I'm like, dang it! I gave you an easy one with dress. You give me fast. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm trying to think if there was like a Taylor Swift song with fast in it. Let's see. Let's let's give it a old Google fast. It probably is. Um, hold on. A song came up, but I can't see. Oh, the man. Oh, I'm like, so like sick of running running as fast as I can. Wondering if I get there quicker if I was a man. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Um, <laughs> if you want to be added to my fan club, uh, be the first to know when my EP drops. Just shoot me a DM. <laughs> I am reigning champ. 
of the song association game. So nobody can hate on me anymore for not knowing the words to things or making sounds. I, at least it's up here. It's in the <laughs> I challenge you to a rematch. <laughs> time. Whether or not it comes out the way I hear it in my head, that's a different story, but it's all up there. <laughs> uh, it was a good time. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, so with that, we will close out this week's episode of Girls Fun Gab, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. That's a wrap. Hee <laughs> hee.